Hold on, girl. Let me take this. Hold on, hold on. Hello? You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 19. It's your girl, Margaret. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, pressing play, subscribing, following, fast forwarding, rewinding back because we know you done missed some shit. Okay. <laughs> Either way, I definitely appreciate the love and support. So today's episode, as you can see from the title and also my announcement on IG, is all about giving you guys a part two to my stages of grief. I want to say... This episode was kind of maybe long overdue-ish. Um, for me, I have to kind of drop things, especially when they held this much weight to me, um, you know, in in its right timing. And um, if my spirit don't feel like it at all. <laughs> but for the last several months, though, I have been very overwhelmed with a lot of different emotions. And um, I've been wanting to get out this episode for a minute now. And mainly because people have asked for an update people are constantly asking me for advice and then just because of the shit I'm going through and you know I always want to drop shit based off of my experience rather than kind of preaching some shit to the gospel that I ain't never even done before you feel me so it's kind of crazy because it's actually really ironic it's actually been 10 months that have passed since I first dropped the first episode and in that episode I actually played it back um just last night and I said it's been 10 months of me grieving so I was just like Oh my God, divine timing. <laughs> Here we go. So I felt like, why not drop it? And then what's even more dope for me is like, it's coming out on a new moon, <laughs> this episode. And I felt like it was only right to drop it on a new moon because I felt like not only is this helpful to me to help me heal and release things, it really could do the same for other people who are going through this. Before I even get into some updates, as always, I just want to thank you guys for being an amazing, amazing support system in listening to my episodes. Um, I feel like this episode is going to give a lot of people clarity as to why there's been absences and stuff like that. It's a really transparent episode that I'm going to be giving you guys today. And so, you know, I just, I love the fact that I have this platform and I can do that. And that's exactly what I want to do. I'm ready to kind of, you know, share that piece of me with people especially because people have gone through those things as well I just thought why not finally put it on the table so as far as an update um, over the last 10 months it's been kind of insane <laughs> outside of what's been going on in our world in my life it's been a little insane I'm really blessed of course a lot of gratitude um, a lot of lessons um, a lot of hurt, pain, all those emotions I've gone through <laughs> in the last 10 months. Happiness as well, too. For me, what I like to call everything that I'm going through currently right now, I call it a transformation. I've learned to cope with the idea that I no longer have access to my mom. I've also learned to accept the fact that she's gone. Like, she's just not here physically. She's just not. For me, though, I take things day by day. Though, over the last several months, I've been drawn to reliving significant moments like reliving the memories um it's actually helped me heal a lot so like through my healing journey i feel like me reliving those moments and accepting that she's gone and knowing that i don't have access to her has taught me to be more grateful it's taught me to really and i know this is cliche as fuck but to not take things people circumstances situations for granted i mean because even if people or things appear promising, they aren't promised. And 
I think that's one setback I had to take. So that was my L um, in my transformation and my healing journey that I'm still going through is that, you know, I took a lot of shit for granted. And because we we sometimes feel like people and things are just invincible and they're just not. And I mean, we always hear that saying like, you know, nothing's promised, you know, don't take things for granted. People are here one day. We see it all the time. But until it actually happens to you, personally that's when it really resonates um you know I can hear that shit all day but I mean it's never gonna resonate until it really happens to me and it's happened to me so now I get it as far as how I'm going on my healing journey um I'm very spiritual um I'm still in therapy as well when it comes to the spiritual standpoint of things I want to say for like the last eight months I've actually spent a lot of time and energy and connecting myself to a higher power um I've looked a lot more inward Honestly, solitude has been my shit. And I mean, and I'm like the most outgoing. Oh my God, let's link. This is a situation. That's me. And I just was like, nah. (laughs) And the reason why is because in being in solitude, I feel like I've created a safe space for me to feel my feels free of judgment. And it feels fucking good. (laughs) Like, it just really feels good to go through various range of emotions when you carry such a heavy level of hurt and pain and you know I feel like I can be comfortable in my own skin and feel the feelings that I'm feeling and not have to worry about somebody telling me some cliche bullshit or somebody really not really seeing me and hearing me you know I don't have to worry about those things because you know I have me and I created this safe space so of course yes I love my tarot cards I stay prayed up um which I actually have a story in a moment that would that will go into that as well and honestly just really dealing with my feelings not packaging them not filtering them just feeling them as they come and being okay with it being comfortable with it and so I feel like that's my update in matters of the last 10 months of things I've learned things I'm doing to really really guide me and help me through this process because it is a process so this countdown that I'm going to bring you guys today is actually going to be not that long <laughs> because honestly when I was thinking to things and taking my notes as to what I want to talk about I just wanted to talk to you guys about three things that I felt like a lot of people go through yet they're afraid to talk about and I feel like this this will really really help a lot of people in a lot of ways so of course i'm going to bring you guys a good old countdown and the next levels i reached through my stages of grief it's actually only three things on my list (laughs) that's all i could come up with um and it's only because i'm not ready to share those other parts yet so these are the parts that i'm ready to share so hopefully you guys understand (laughs) but let's go ahead and get right into today's countdown so coming in at number one in my next levels I've reached through my stages of grief I guess that's how we're gonna title that is depression now I was in heavy denial about my depression last year October I started going to therapy and it probably was in my third session where my therapist told me you have smiling depression and I shrugged it off I was like girl whatever you know, I'm like, depression, I'm like, I'm a mom. I got I got shit to do. I'm a superhero. Like, we not putting that tag, that label on me. No, girl. I was like, I'm happy. <laughs> In denial as fuck. Um, 
So start of the year, I started to ghost a lot of people, like my family, my friends, and I just started to turn inward. And at the time when I was turning inward, I felt like cutting ties with people who were either reminders or hindering parts of my growth or just triggering me in ways that just were bringing out the things that I was trying to mask I didn't want to deal with. So I kind of just severed the ties. Like, and when I say I severed the ties and everybody that knows me, I am not a ghoster. <laughs> if anything, I'm very vocal. I'm the kind of person that I will deliver a read to you and tell you all the reasons why I'm cutting you off before I cut you off. That that used to be me, but that's not what I did. I literally just started to cut down the communication with people and then I just exit the stage left. No explanation. At that point, I felt like at the time when I was doing that, um, it was going to help me turn inward more, right? To kind of just help me to understand like why I was feeling the emotions I was feeling, you know, because I started to realize too, like, I'm like, wow, I'm not recording the way I was, even when I'm getting up to go to work and, you know, do the job that I love. I didn't even want to do that. Being a mom was becoming so hard. It was difficult. And the crazy part of it was, was like on the outside, I can smile, I can make these jokes, I can try to keep up with the Joneses, I can suppress this shit, but it wasn't working. I just, I started to get fed up and tired as I'm tired of pretending. So my solution to it was, let me cut some people out because I'm tired of pretending. And you know, the thing is too, is like, side note, I spent like 10 plus years of my life doing customer service. So everybody knows a good fucking agent, knows the script and knows how to fake her shit. So I was like, oh, this is a role play thing. I can do this. And then eventually I was like, nah, this shit is bothering me. Like something within my spirit. And I think it's because I was, you know, elevating more, getting more connected to this higher power that I was like, yo, this is just not working. It's not working. And through all of that, you know, I felt like being alone, like no friends, no family, no distractions, like would help. And little did I know that it actually just made me feel very dark. And in the times that I spent alone, isolated in my room, because that was like my thing. Like I created this pattern where I would like, you know, be mom, do work, all that good shit. And then once I put my kids to bed, it was like, okay, it's time to be locked alone in your room because that was peace to me. Yet it allowed my mind to wander to places and situations and relive moments that I probably shouldn't even have to live. And I don't know why. I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I just, I don't even know why my mind went to those places. Um, for me, I felt like just checking out was great. Like, all right, I don't have to deal with people. I don't have to talk to them. You know, I don't have to do these things. So I'm good. It got to the point where I started to realize that, okay, maybe this is a little unhealthy, what I'm doing, this pattern and this routine of locking yourself in the room, being bedridden and thinking of all these fucking things and, you know, going to bed at three, four in the morning, then jumping into work at nine, 10. Like, I'm like, you know, this ain't okay. And there were a lot of times where I was like, damn, I, I feel like I should talk to somebody. Maybe I should say something. But it's like when you're in that state of mind, you really feel like nobody understands you. Nobody really sees you. I didn't really feel seen. And I don't know if that's why I cut certain people off because I just felt like they weren't seeing me. Um, I don't know if that's why I projected some feelings that I did on certain people because I didn't feel like they were seeing me. But 
for some reason, when I really journaled this out and boiled it down, I did not feel seen. I didn't feel understood because I'm just like, I'm going through all these emotions, you know, of losing my mother and then dealing with my own childhood trauma, things that I can't even tell her about. And I'm like, nobody understands me. Like they don't, nobody gets it. So my turning point actually happened in April for me. I got so dark with my thoughts that I began to like carry these thoughts about like how my life would end. And it wasn't to the point of like where I was like saying, okay, I'm going to kill myself. But it was just like, oh, what if I get in the car one day and I'm driving and what if I crash? Okay, life would be okay if I'm not here to carry this shit, you know? And then it became a little obsessive to the point where it was like, okay, well, what if this happened this way? What if I get on a plane and it happens that way? You know, all these little thoughts, because again, the things that I have to carry was so heavy. And when you feel like you're not being seen, what else are you supposed to think about? Um, For me, I just felt like in the weird, and I don't know if this even makes sense to people, but at some point it just felt comforting to have that alternative option versus being or having to be able to carry all these feelings and secrets and things you know when you're going through stuff and you know when I look back I'm like wow this is kind of crazy to have even have felt those feelings because without a doubt I probably do have a room full of people who love me but not feeling seen and understood and alone in your situation because your situation is so unique to you you know it's just hard to even see the love from people and also it just began to become so hard to just carry on this facade of living everyday life and then other people's shit that they wanted to bring you and so at some point I was just like I needed to stop I'm going through my own shit and motherfuckers can't even see that shit yet they can bring me shit that they go through or carry on everyday life like it's normal and I'm like you don't even see me and what I'm going through and so that's why I turned into creating that safe space for myself because I was just like I understand me but I didn't even realize with doing that withdrawal and confinement that you know it led me into a dark space with dark thoughts and wanting to do dark things and it's like it just wasn't healthy so major major turning point and it's crazy because today I know this day because I voice I do a lot of voice messages on my phone um that's my form of journaling and on April 15th it was crazy because um I took so much melatonin like the night before because I was just like I'm not sleeping I'm getting tired of this like it was crazy I took so much melatonin and um on April 15th I woke up like three in the morning and it was weird like you know I looked at my phone and there was a little alert and it was from Sprinkles of Jesus app. And this is actually a reminder that I look at every day now. And it said, mornings are better when you talk to God first. And for me in that moment, I like realized, I was like, wait, it's been months since I've actually had a conversation with God. Because when I was going through a lot of shit last year, I was prayed up, <laughs> heavy. Um, through a lot and it got me through so much and y'all already know too because on my podcast I talked about Robert Madu and you know I love his sermons and then somewhere along the, the lines of me trying to 
figure myself out and and you know focus on my spirit um but yet battling these emotions you know I lost sight of that and so I don't know what it was but everything my being told me like pray to him and literally that's what I did connect with him and that's all like my heart wanted to do and I can't even lie like it was the most intense range of emotions that I ever went through in my entire life um and in doing that it really helped me see my worth what I learned and what it showed me was like literally like that the pain I'm going through God had to make me that uncomfortable otherwise I wouldn't have moved and in my darkest moment he moved me so I turned everything over to him and I mean that's real shit and I know it doesn't happen that way for everybody but I mean that was universe aligning me with that that moment and that's what pushed me through so the next week I went I had my session with my therapist I told her everything every thought I was having my moment with God me being prayed up I even asked her for resources to get me right she ended up linking me to this really really cool private spiritual group on IG and I've just been taking it day by day um you know I have my faith you know that's what I have and I'm learning that being seen is very subjective being seen you know by other people doesn't matter you know because at the end of the day like he sees me I see me and that's what matters so I mean depression is real it really is real and I mean I I do nothing but big people up who are going through this fighting through it and finding their way out of it and you know part of like when you lose someone it just it triggers so many different feelings and things and emotions and it's like how do you proceed with life and responsibilities when you have these feelings you you fucking suppress it you tuck that shit until then the mind overpowers the heart you know i'm just glad that both of them are balanced now but that's all i have for the first one you guys so coming in at number two is regret and guilt um this is actually very recent for me so recently during our full moon last month i found myself going back to feelings of guilt and regret see there are so many things like when i think back with my mom that i wish i could have done or said differently there's so many things that i needed her to know that i just can't even say like i just can't say it now and in particular there's one situation that's just really heavy for me um But before I even get into that, one thing I can say from this situation that I'm learning is to check my ego. I'm serious. Like, my ego gets in the way of a lot of things. You know, I'm so righteous and I speak with so much conviction that I think I know every fucking thing. Or sometimes because I'm just so confident and, you know this strong person and I have to carry this facade. I don't want people to have access to any part of me that's vulnerable. Why? Am I going to give you that piece of me that I can't get back? So sometimes I come across as an ice queen. I'm cut and dry to the point, no emotion, no compassion, because I'm just like, do this shit this way. It's so 
simple you know it's wrong you done learn from this shit why you keep doing these things you know i'm just so very fucking uncompassionate when it comes to people making wrong choices over and over again and what i had to come to the realization is is that that's their journey of course and even as much as i preach on severing ties with people who don't serve a purpose for you I'm starting to learn that sometimes we have to see the good in people. Like we're all flawed. (laughs) We all have these flaws. We all have these hiccups. We're not fucking perfect. But it doesn't make us less whole. Doesn't make you less human. And the other thing I'm learning is, is that I'm only hurting myself when I hurt other people. So every time I think that I'm doing something to teach someone a lesson or to retaliate or just to be a fucking bitch I'm fucking hurting myself at the end of the day so the situation that sits heavy with me um is that a lot of people don't know this I think probably a couple people know this um is that five days before my mom died she asked me to video chat and I was like oh tomorrow I'm busy with work the next day she asked again and I just left on red During that time, like, I was really upset with my mom. Like, prior to her calling me and us texting on New Year's Eve, um, I hadn't talked to her since August because I was so mad at her for some of the choices she was making. I felt like she wasn't even putting in the real initiative and effort towards our relationship. And then more importantly, like, after New Year's, I was planning a trip to go to New York. Um, It was, like, my first solo trip, and, you know, I wanted to try to do a dinner with some people with her there and you know I was trying to x out some people and she was just being very difficult and I was just mad at her about the dinner I was just like mad as fuck at her literally over this dinner for me I thought like if I were to distance myself from her she might come around and see my side of things maybe even appreciate me more um through all that shit that I thought I was trying to teach her or trying to do I wasn't even seeing the actual effort that she was trying to do right there. And, you know, I came to the realization that my fucking ego and my anger got the best of me. That I didn't even factor in the fact that I hadn't heard her voice since New Year's Eve. I hadn't seen her since 2017. And that she was trying literally right in front of my eyes. But my ego didn't even give a fuck. It was like, I'm mad. It's not going my way. I'm going to make you see my way, whether you like it or not. Not even looking at the other dynamics of things. Not even asking myself, like, is this shit even worth it? And it wasn't. And I'll be the first to tell you, like, I robbed myself of saying my last goodbye. And that shit will never sit well with me. Like, it will never. You know, and I'll I'll be real with y'all. Like, there's probably always a story about people that wish that... They could do something more when they lose someone. And I'm not going to even lie to you and say, oh my God, it's going to get better or easier. It's not. I'm not going to tell you guys that it's not your fault. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to be hopeful and wishful. I'm not putting any of that shit out there because I don't even feel that shit. All I can do is take this lesson as a blessing and bring it to a space of acceptance for now because this shit hurts. My ego is a problem. Me being angry and petty and trying to show people my way is a problem. And it's a problem because I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't even get to have that moment. 
I didn't even want to factor in all the other dynamics that was available to me to factor in because why my fucking ego? It's real shit. It's just something I'm learning from. I can't get it back, but I could definitely learn on it. Let's move on. Coming in as my final one, as number three, acceptance. How do we get to a place of acceptance? Now, there's no rule book at all. Like, I don't care what you read. I don't care what people tell you. No. For me, I still constantly have to check myself. Like, she's not going to answer the phone. Don't text her. No, I can't tag you on Facebook. Like, I post stuff about my kids. My memories, I always just tag my mom. I'm like, you can't tag her. And I could tag if I wanted to, but it's just like, it's not the same thing because I'm not going to get the reaction that I used to get. It doesn't hit the same. I can't share a meme with her. I can't send her all those emojis that she used to send me and drove me nuts. I'm not getting that back. Nothing. But outside of that, though, when I've gone through some of the heaviest shit that I've been through, especially in the last year and a half, not having my mom there for that, I can say that it's led me to acceptance. Because when I would go through some crazy shit, I always used to call my mother. And like, she'd be on the phone with me for hours, you know, listening, talking, you know, how she does. <laughs> and not being able to do that. I think that's what's really helped me accept that she's gone. And it's made me just come to the realization, like, you know, it's really only part of life to lose people. Honestly, like, I've accepted like she's gone physically, but I know she's with me spiritually. As cliche as that might sound to some people. Um, But I do, I feel her vibrations. I really do um, in a lot, a lot of ways. Yet we have to come to terms with like, this is the way of life, whether we like it or not. And the other part of it is, is like, whether you like it or not, it's going to happen to you one day. And we just hope it's not now, right? But it happens whenever it wants and we have no choice. So it's like, do I dwell on the fact that someone's gone and I can't bring them back or do I just accept it? So I accept it. And I feel like acceptance is actually the real first step towards healing. And I'm just grateful that I'm finally at a place of that. Although it just hurts. Because even when you're accepting something like that, you're accepting that you have to kind of let it go. And that's the part that I struggle with a lot. I don't want to let her go. I don't want to let go of those memories. I don't want to let go of what it could have been. I don't want to let go of that. So that's the part that I struggle with a lot. You know, but I I understand and I've accepted that, yes, she is gone, but it's bittersweet. It really is. So overall, I really do hope that um, today's breakdown really helped you guys. I'm just grateful that I have this platform with amazing listeners who value my transparency. Um, I'm definitely in a better space. I feel like I'm more focused on forward movement. I'm learning to take the obstacles that are placed in front of me one day at a time. Um, I'm the kind of person that I'm very like militant and organized that I'm like, okay, I got to do this, got to do this. I'm always trying to think ahead. So I have a plan and now I'm just really free flowing because I started to realize that when I try to create a plan for all these possible situations and possible outcomes that I was overwhelming myself. And I think for me by tackling on like, okay, how do you get past childhood trauma? How do you get past heartbreak? How do you get past losing your mom? How do you get past all these different elements that it just overwhelmed me? So I'm really, really taking everything one day at a time. And I mean, I'm taking things as they come to me and I'm gonna leave with my experience. 
you know, I do still like, and I find comfort in certain things like, okay, what's the plan for this? You know, I still like to do my planning and stuff like that. But um, for major things, when it comes to this and things that can trigger these feelings, um, I take them one day at a time. For me, I feel like I'm becoming more aware of who I'm becoming. Being connected spiritually and to my faith has really, really provided light in my darkness. And I just want to say, like, for real, like, for those of you guys that are going through depression or any mental health illness, like, just stay present and see through the darkness. Because as confident as I appear to people, it is not easy. But staying aware, staying present and prayed up can get you through this. You know, and just tailor it to your own liking. Don't do it according to how it works for me. Do it for what resonates for you. Overall, my final piece of advice would be is just hug your tribe because nothing's promised. It really isn't, you know. I don't care how invincible you think people are. It isn't. Well, I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to today's episode. Feel free to drop me a voice message or hit me on IG at Sipsy at the Bodega. And I will see you guys on the next episode.